episode of the Average Joe Football Show. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, for another episode this week. I want to say a quick thanks to everybody that followed us, followed the show this week as we moved uh, off of SoundCloud and we moved to Apple Podcasts and to Spotify and to Podbean. Uh, so a quick shout out to all you guys. Thank you guys so much for, for coming with us uh, on that move. Really excited to be on those new platforms because I think that they're going to make the show a lot more accessible and hopefully make the show more successful down the road. So thank you guys very much for tuning into the show. Uh, on today's show, we have um, the, the schedule, uh, the NFL schedule finally released. So we're going to have that to talk about. We have quite a bit of news. We're going to try to make our way through the news in the NFL quickly. Uh, but before that, uh, I, I on this show, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to improve, constantly trying to, to see how I can get better, how I can make the show more entertaining, more engaging, uh, make myself a better podcaster. I've been told by a lot of people... Uh, well, not a lot of people, but I've been told by a few people, um, and I really appreciate constructive criticism. So if you have anything for me uh, that I could get better so I could entertain you guys better, I would really appreciate that if you would send that to me on, on Twitter or, or put it uh, on Apple Podcasts or whatever. So uh, I really appreciate the constructive criticism. And one of the, one of the things that I've heard is you know, to talk more about myself, make myself more personable. Uh, make uh, kind of let you guys know who I am, let you guys know what's going on, you know, just have a, more of a personality, which is something that I definitely understand, something that I need to improve on. So figured why not do that on today's show? Uh, right now, it's a uh, it's a lazy Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting here uh, in where I usually record the podcast in my bedroom, mine and my wife's bedroom. I have blankets and pillows all over the floor. Uh, that's the best way to get the best sound quality that I can possibly do for you guys here. I have blankets and pillows scattered all over the floor to try to get the echoing out. I'm having trouble with echoing today. Um, and honestly, uh, if I'm being honest with you guys, I am not uh, in the right mindset, I guess, to, to podcast today. I, I'm just not feeling it today. It's like, I don't know if, if you guys know writer writer's block, how writers uh, on some days feel like they can't write, but I feel like I had that today. I'm trying to sit down I've tried over and over to start this podcast over and over and over, and I just cannot do it. I've tried different things. I tried uh, eating before I started here. Uh, you know, I tried screaming. Uh, I tried crying a little bit. No, I'm just kidding on those things. But I, I'm, I'm struggling to put myself in the right headspace to record today. So I'm hoping throughout the show that I become more and more comfortable to, to talk about football, to entertain you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, hopefully. I can get myself into that headspace. Uh, we do have quite a lot to talk about in today's show, so uh, I'm definitely excited. I worked pretty hard on today's show. I got a lot of uh, stuff outlined, so uh, you know, without further ado, why don't we just jump right into the show? Uh, enough about me and my insecurities. Let's talk about what you really came here for, and that's the NFL. So let's just jump right into the news. <laughs> First up in the news, we have a little bit of somber news. Uh, this happened just a couple days uh, after I recorded last week's episode. Um, so we couldn't get it on last week's episode, but I definitely don't want to uh, not talk about it. And that was um, former Dolphins and Baltimore Co Colts uh, head coach Don Shula passed away at the age of 90 uh, last week. Um, and this is definitely really sad news uh, personally as a Dolphins fan. And I think just as a football fan in general. Um, Don Shula, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, a two-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Coach of the Year. Uh, he's in the Dolphins Honor Roll. 
Uh, he was on the NFL 100th anniversary all-time team. He has um, the only undefeated season in NFL history. That's something that means a lot to Dolphins fans, a lot to, to me. Um, he has 347 career wins. He's the most winning coach of all time. Uh, and he is the most important figure in the history of the Dolphins franchise. Uh, you can say what you want about Dan Marino. You can say what you want about Larry Zonka, uh, guys like that. Uh, Joe Robbie, you can say what you want about those guys. But when it comes down to it, the Dolphins are not uh, where they are today. The Dolphins are not, might, might not even be a team without Don Shula. Don Shula is the greatest figure in Dolphins history. And, and you know, it's not even just who he is as a coach. He was an amazing coach. He, he won over decades and decades in the NFL. Uh, he he won Super Bowls. He he took his team to so many Super Bowls, and he coached in, in different generations. I mean, different different times of football. Football was almost a different sport from when he started coaching to when his career was over. I mean, just a phenomenal coach, one of if not the best coach in the history of the NFL. But you can also talk about the man. And I think going on Twitter this week and seeing a lot of uh, articles, a lot of uh, of people giving their giving their opinions, giving their eulogies uh, for Don Shula. It really it really shows you the kind of man that he was, uh, not only as a coach but as as a person. And uh, obviously, it's it's very sad news to see him die at the age of ninety. Um, but but you know, not only uh, is it sad, but we can also celebrate. I think he had a tremendous life. I mean, those ninety years were were lived to the absolute fullest. So Don Shula, rest in peace to Don Shula. Uh, and thank you personally as a Dolphins fan. Thank you for everything uh, that you did for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, in, in pretty much all of that was before my time, before me even starting to root for the Dolphins. But that's one of the first things you learn about as a Dolphins fan is Don Shula and the unbelievable impact that he had uh, with the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins would be absolutely nowhere without him. So thank you very much to Coach Shula. And rest in peace, peace to Coach Shula. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the entire uh, family and friends uh, there, uh, the Shula family and all of the people that were close to him. So rest in peace and thank you very much, Coach Shula. Moving on in the news, we have uh, this week ESPN actually announces that Booger McFarland and Joe Tessitore are, will no longer return as the duo on Monday Night F Football. They will no longer be the commentators on Monday Night Football. And I know a lot of people are going to be celebrating. A lot of people are going to be hooting and hollering about this because uh, Booger McFarland, Joe Tessitore, mostly Booger McFarland, I would say, were not very well loved as commentators. Uh, me personally, uh, do I love Booger McFarland and and Joe Tessitore on Monday Night Football? No, not necessarily. I don't. I you know, obviously, you can go on YouTube and watch compilations of of Booger McFarland saying really stupid uh, things. But uh, as somebody who who's doing a podcast now and is recording can understand, uh, you know, and I can actually edit my stuff. I don't, it's not live. So I can understand how hard it is to do, to, to talk uh, <laughs> about football for, for a certain amount of time. Uh, so, you know, I, I have empathy for Burger McFarland. Uh, is he the best commentator out there? Is he Tony Romo? No. Uh, but you know, I, to me, Monday Night Football, their problem was not only the, the commentating booth, uh, it was not the best commentating booth in football, but I think lately it seems like Monday Night Football is not getting uh, good games. Uh, and we'll talk about that later with the schedule release. It seems like most of the the, the best primetime games to me, uh, in my opinion, are games that are on um, Sunday night and games that are on Thursday night. Thursday night has a phenomenal schedule this year. Uh, I think the real heart, the root of the problem for Monday Night Football 
is we just need to get better games on Monday Night Football. So uh, the ESPN has not announced what, who the new duo will be or how many people it will be in the booth on 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 Monday Night Football this year. But uh, obviously uh, can't be too much worse than what we had la- la- last couple of years with Booger McFarland. Uh, obviously, uh, I have empathy for them. I uh, hope they land on their feet, but it is kind of exciting to, to potentially have a new booth on Monday Night Football. And thirdly in the news, we have the NFL announcing this week uh, because of the whole COVID-19 pandemic that no games will, will be played overseas in the 2020 NFL season. Not just overseas, I guess. We had games in Mexico this year. Uh, the Cardinals and the Falcons and the Dolphins had all been confirmed to play uh, one of their home games um, uh, internationally this year. And the Jaguars had two games internationally this year. So obviously, uh, very disappointing news for international fans. As somebody who is a fan of football outside of the United States, I'm uh, currently residing in Canada. That's where I uh, live. Um, I, I can have empathy. I can I can kind of feel for, for international fans. This, it definitely sucks for them, but you can definitely understand why the NFL would not want to play at games internationally this year with everything going on. We just hope we can have an NFL season at this point and have a regular NFL season. So uh, hopefully next year it's back to normal and we can have uh, those really passionate fans in England and in Mexico. Hopefully they can get their, their games back next year. And then we have Frank Gore signing with the New York Jets on a one-year deal. Uh, this guy just refuses to quit. He's going into his 16th NFL season this year. He has 15,347 yards, which is third all-time. I mean, this guy's just trying to climb his way into the Hall of Fame. In my opinion, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, I think... When you look at how many rushing yards he has, I don't care if he's never been the best running back in the NFL. I think I think you gotta let the man in in the in the NFL Hall of Fame just based on on longevity. I mean, he continues to succeed. Just a couple years ago, he was the Dolphins' leading rusher uh, with Adam Gase, and now Adam Gase moved to New York, and Adam Gase loves Frank Gore, so he joins Le'Veon Bell uh, in that running back room. It'd be interesting to see if he has anything left. Uh, I would have to guess that the Inconvenient Truth still has a couple more years left in him. So we get to see Frank Gore uh, at least one more season. And then next up in the news, we have Cam Newton reportedly open, uh, in quotes, open to a backup role. Um, This kind of goes contradictory of what we've heard the last few weeks. Cam Newton basically coming out and saying he wants to be a starter. He will not accept a backup role. Um, But now... I mean, I think it's, he's starting to see that there's not a whole lot of starting quarterback jobs left in the NFL. I mean, it's weird. Just a few years ago, we were wondering if we could ever find enough quarterbacks to start for every team. And now it seems like every team has a starter and there's not that many holes left at the quarterback position. So in my opinion, one spot that I've been saying since the beginning, I would love to see Cam Newton in this spot because I think it makes sense for him. And that's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I think... Um, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, they come from the Carolina Panthers, come from uh, Ron Rivera, that system. And you, we've seen them over and over and over sign Carolina Panthers players, bring in Carolina Panthers coaches. Uh, to me, it makes sense for Cam Newton to go sign with the Buffalo Bills, play back up to Josh Allen for, for a season. And, and bu- the Buffalo Bills, I think this year, they see it as a, as a win now type of year. The Patriots no longer have Tom Brady. Uh, a lot of people expecting them to fall off. To me, this seems like the year for the Buffalo Bills to go all out and you know we don't know for sure if they can totally rely on Josh Allen he had a pretty good season last year but we saw him lose his absolute marbles uh, in the Houston Texans playoff game last year I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback just completely fall apart like that uh, mentally that was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen so 
you, you're obviously the Bills are hoping Josh Allen can develop into that franchise quarterback. But now, if you bring in Cam Newton, you have a guy waiting behind him. Um, and if Josh Allen falls off, if he has a Mitchell Trubisky type of year this upcoming year, where everybody thought Mitchell Trubisky would be an MVP candidate last year, um, going into the season, uh, if Josh Allen has that type of year um, where he falls off and he's just a shell of what he of what they we thought he would be. Um, you can bring in Cam Newton. He can start right away for your team, and you can hopefully not miss a beat and maybe even improve with Cam Newton there. And I think Cam Newton's going to be hungry. I'm excited to see where he goes. I'm excited to see if he can get back to the old Cam Newton that everybody uh, loved to watch. He's definitely one of the more entertaining players to watch when he's at full form. But yeah, I think it'll be it's still an interesting storyline to see uh, where Cam Newton lands, if he's going to be a starter this year, uh, or if he's going to have a team at all this year. Or if he maybe waits it out a little bit, waits for a quarterback to get injured uh, to potentially replace him on a team. But obviously this year without any real training camps right now, uh, the likelihood of somebody getting injured is, is lower this year. So COVID-19 has definitely hurt Cam Newton more than basically any player this season. But I, I definitely curious and we will continue to cover uh, wherever Cam Newton lands. Uh, definitely one of the storylines still remaining uh, in this NFL offseason. Now we have a couple more things. We're just going to quickly go over some quick quick hit news, uh, not go dive too deep into uh, these last few bits, but uh, pass interference this year in the 2020 season is not going to be reviewable. Uh, Roger Goodell announced that this week that pass interference will not be reviewable and thank the Lord that it's not going to be reviewable. It was an absolute disaster last year. I've never been more confused about what is pass interference and what isn't pass interference. I mean, the whole point of the rule was was to to make things easier, to clear things up, and they made they went literally the opposite way. They made it so much more confusing. I still to this day don't know what pass interference is. I still to this day don't really know what a catch is in the NFL. Uh, these are two things that is just beyond me. I don't understand. But yeah, I'm definitely excited. It slowed the game down tremendously last year. Uh, I mean, the officials are going to make mistakes and it's going to suck, but I, I don't think that pass interference, making pass interference reviewable was the right move last year. It did not work, and I'm excited that it's gone. Uh, and then we have a couple of uh, offensive linemen uh, still on the board. Uh, Saints released guard Larry Warford, who, who's a three-time pro bowler, so a pro bowl-type guard. They released him, so uh, a little bit more depth in free agency in the remaining free agents uh, there at guard. And Jason Peters, uh, former Philadelphia Eagles tackle, uh, old man, I believe he's 39, says he still plans to play this year. So there's a couple of offensive linemen still available on the board. I'd love to see um, teams like maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers try to bolster uh, their offensive line for Tom Brady. But I think I think both of these guys will find homes. So there's still some pretty good quality uh, offensive linemen, even though they're old. Uh, I mean, there are still some teams that could definitely, definitely lose or use uh, offensive line talent. talent. And then the 2020 NFL uh, schedule was also released this week. So we get to see uh, when and where potentially our teams uh, play this upcoming season. Obviously, we don't know with the pandemic if if the games will play out the way that the schedule has um, them playing out. But I really hope that they do. I hope I really hope that in the NFL is the one sport that's not affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. But uh, speaking of the schedule, let's just jump right into the next segment. We're going to talk a lot more about the schedule uh, and and my favorite matchups. I'm going to give you guys my five favorite primetime games for the upcoming NFL season. So the 2020 NFL schedule has officially been released. 
this has always been uh, since I was a small kid. One of my favorite days of the year is you get to finally see where your favorite team is going to play, when they're going to play, who they're going to play. Uh, uh, we're we're going to go over a couple different points that I would like to get across about uh, the NFL schedule. And then we're going to also going to jump into, I'm going to give you guys my five favorite primetime games coming up this year. There's a lot of really, really good primetime games. Uh, some sweet night games that we're going to see this season. The 2020 NFL season this year will kick off uh, on Thursday night, like it usually does, at 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Uh, it will be the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. We're going back to the, the Super Bowl champs def, uh, playing the very first game of the season. Last year, we kind of went away from that because I think everybody was bored of the Patriots constantly playing the first game of the season. But we have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans in a divisional round uh, rematch. This will be a really fun game to start off the season. Uh, week one has some really, really ex exciting game stuff that um, we're, I'm excited to see, and I'm sure everybody else is excited. We also have the we usually have the double header um, on Monday night uh, in the first week of the season. That's going to feature in the first game. We're going to have the Steelers uh, at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants, and then we have the uh, Tennessee Titans against the the Denver Broncos. That's uh, those are two kind of under the radar teams that I think could be uh, pretty fun this year. And Tom Brady's career there in week one is going to start in New Orleans against Drew Brees. I think that's going to be a, one of the most viewed opening day games we're going to see in a long time. There's going to be a lot of viewers for that. I know I'm going to be tuned in. It's a 425 o'clock game, so it'll be the second wave of games uh, there in week one. That's going to be a fun game. And a lot of the games in week one are actually divisional games. There was a lot of rumors bef just before the schedule came out that the NFL would not schedule divisional games. Uh before uh, or like the first few weeks of the NFL season because of the COVID-19 so that they could play the divisional games, the really important games later on in the season in case those games get canceled. But that was basically thrown completely out the window because nine of the 16 matchups uh, in the in week one are divisional games. We do see that a lot uh, on the NFL schedule. So there'll be a lot of really important matchups right off the gate, uh, right away. Uh, and there's some key rookie debuts in week one. Uh, week one has Joe Burrow playing against uh, the LA Chargers uh, at four o'clock on CBS. So we get to see Joe Burrow's career start for the Cincinnati Bengals. Chase Young will be facing off against Philadelphia and Carson Wentz uh, one o'clock. And Jeffrey Okuda, the third pick in the draft, is going to be facing off against Chicago. Those are just the top three picks, uh, potential rookies that could be entertaining to see in week one. And then we keep going. We look. Uh, the rest of the schedule, I just kind of jotted down some some games that stood out to me, some games that I thought could be entertaining. The Chiefs and the Ravens play in week three. That seems like a really, really important pivotal game for the AFC playoff picture right in week three, right in the uh, third week of the season. Should be a really entertaining matchup. Uh, we also have um, the Bengals and the Dolphins in week 13 playing. The reason that I put this one down is I think uh, by week 13, I would not be surprised if Tua is playing for the Dolphins. So we could see Tua versus Burrow, the top two quarterbacks in this year's draft, going head-to-head -head in Week 13. That could be an entertaining matchup. And there's actually a Christmas Day game this year uh, on the NFL schedule. That's the Vikings versus the Saints uh, at 4.30 on Fox and uh, NFL Network. Uh, so that'll be entertaining. I mean, every single time the Vikings and Saints play, it seems to be just an absolutely crazy matchup. So that'll definitely be an exciting uh, game to have on Christmas Day and uh, to compete with the NBA games that are always on Christmas Day. So, um, and then the Thanksgiving games, these are no, 
uh, more marquee games, games that people really care about. We obviously have the Lions and Cowboys that are always on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, the first game is the Texans at the Lions, so you got a really entertaining team to go in there. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to go in there, maybe a little bit of a more entertaining team than the Lions to maybe bring those those viewerships up. And then the second game, you have the Redskins at the Cowboys, uh, 4.30 on Fox. Uh, this is this is a fine matchup. I mean, you see this matchup, it feels like every other year is the Redskins versus Cowboys. Uh, I'm personally kind of sick of the NFC East. Something about them, I'm not too entertained by the NFC East, but I'm hoping that that'll be an entertaining game. And then the final game is the Ravens at Steelers, so we get to see that exciting rivalry have another chapter. I'm really hoping that the Steelers are, are going to be back this year and that they can... Uh, be uh, a playoff caliber team with Big Ben. So this could be an entertaining matchup. And then we have uh, another note, uh, stadium openings. These are going to be the first games played in the new stadiums. We have the Las Vegas Raiders in week two are going to be opening uh, Allegiant Stadium, I believe it's called in Las Vegas. Allegiant Stadium uh, against the Saints. Uh, it's going to be on Monday Night Football. So that'll be definitely entertaining. There's a, a decent Monday Night Football game for whoever is going to be in the booth there on Monday Night Football. And the Rams and Chargers Stadium, SoFi Stadium, will be open right in Week 1 uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers will play their first game in Week 2 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and to me, it looks like a lot of those teams have a really good chance of losing their first game uh, in their new NFL stadium. But instead of just continuing to go through the entire NFL schedule sporadically, uh, throwing things all over the place, I've decided to put together a top five, my top five, uh, favorite primetime games this year. A lot of really entertaining primetime games. I've noticed that Thursday Night Football this year has a lot of really entertaining games, and that's kind of different because usually Thursday Night is the game that has, has all the throwaway uh, primetime games. So it's definitely a fresh thing to have Thursday Night have a ton of really, really fun games. I think I think three or, three or four of the games uh, I have in my top five are played on Thursday Night. Uh, the only other one... Uh, is played on Sunday night football. So no Monday night games. That's a little bit disappointing for, for Monday night football again this year. But uh, I, I've tried to give myself some rules for this top five. I tried not to do the same team twice because I could fill almost this whole list with Kansas City Chiefs game this year. A lot of entertaining uh, uh, primetime games this year. I, uh, there are a lot of teams that have five primetime games. The, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Chiefs. The Packers, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Buccaneers all have five primetime games. Uh, most of those make sense. I'm not sure why the Patriots got five primetime games. Um, to me, uh, I don't see the entertainment factor with the Patriots this year, but I guess the NFL forgot that Tom Brady's not there anymore. But we kind of figured Tampa Bay would have a bunch of primetime games. They're going to be a really fun team to watch this uh, the upcoming year. Other than that, um, the other teams that I mentioned are, are, are playoff caliber uh championship contender teams. So I'm not really sure why the Patriots got five primetime games. Uh, that might be something where the NFL kind of regrets that and maybe flexes out of that later on uh, in the NFL season. But without further ado, my top five favorite primetime games. And coming in at number five, um, it is a week 11 matchup, the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. In week 11 on Thursday Night Football at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, on Fox and NFL Network, so it's a Thursday night game. Uh, it's the Arizona Cardinals, a young up-and-coming team against the Seattle Seahawks, a team that is is consistently good, consistently good every year. And this might be sort of an 
a game out of nowhere. Not, I don't think a lot of people had this as their one of their favorite primetime games this year. But to me, I'm, I'm really expecting a lot out of the Arizona Cardinals this year. I have a lot of emotional stock invested in the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, to see Russell, Russell um, Wilson go against uh, Kyler Murray on Thursday Night Football on primetime, I think uh, it'll be a really fun divisional matchup. There could be playoff implications in Week 11. So to me, uh, I, I just like the Russell uh, Wilson versus Kyler Murray factor. Obviously, they're going to be playing a couple times this year because they're in the same division, but this is the one that happens to fall on a primetime uh, schedule. So I, I'm definitely excited to see that at number five. And coming in at number four, we have another one that's kind of out there, kind of uh, off the radar, but it's a game that really just caught my eye, and it's a game that I'm really excited to watch, and that's a week two, another Thursday night football game, uh, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals uh, playing in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, to me, this massive just looks like a lot of fun. We have two teams that I'm really intrigued with going into this season. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who I think improved more than almost anybody this offseason uh, they have Joe Burrow who I'm you know it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how he plays in his rookie season uh, we have him uh, in that bank very improved Bengals team going into Cleveland and playing a team uh, in the Browns who I think have a lot of really high expectations this year that's another team that I have uh, high expectations on uh, I, I definitely uh, hope that hope and I think I will we will see the Cleveland Browns improve this year so this is a game that is another divisional game um, I think uh, Burrow versus Baker is an entertaining storyline and just two uh, two teams with a lot of really fun personalities Joe Burrow is a really entertaining guy Baker Mayfield is a, a usually a pretty controversial guy and Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and all all the entertainment that that brings so I think the the AFC North in general has a lot of entertaining teams could see a lot of really cool matchups uh, this is just one that I for some reason it caught my eye I, I think the Bengals versus Browns in week two uh, could be a, a, a nice treat early on in the season. And then the number three uh, primetime matchup of 2020. Uh, you know I had to sneak in a Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Brady, uh, Buccaneers game uh, with, with Tom and, and, and Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that entertaining team. Um, they We talked about them playing uh, New Orleans in week one. Tom Brady starting his career against Drew Brees. Well, the second of that matchup, the one in Tampa Bay, actually falls on Sunday Night Football. And to me, uh, this is probably one of the most anticipated games for me. This comes in week nine. It's on Sunday Night Football. And to me, there's just there's something about Sunday Night Football on NBC. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite games of the week. Usually, uh, I, I really like watching Sunday Night Football. It's something about it, the atmosphere. It's fun. So I think it's going to be a really fun, uh, another divisional matchup. All three of these so far have been divisional matchups. We're going to see uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time duel, duel it out uh, on prime time. And um, the Brady's versus Breeze factor is definitely uh, a key one to this being number three. And, 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 you know, I just had to fit in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. There's no way I could do a top five prime time games this year without uh, including this Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that I'm really, really excited to see this year. So in week nine, we have them going against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, make sure you mark your calendar. Uh, make sure you uh, tell your wife that uh, you have plans that day. Uh, yeah, so that's my number three. And then coming in at number two on my favorite primetime games of the 2020 NFL season, it's the Dallas Cowboys going into Baltimore in week 13 to play the Baltimore Ravens. This is another Thursday night football game. Uh, it's on Fox and NFL Network. 
And to me, this could be one of those games like we saw a couple years back with the Chiefs and the Rams where it's just an offensive explosion. I mean, this is two teams that, that have really, really exciting offenses. Um, uh, obviously projected to go in the season. Hopefully their offenses are as good as projected going into the season. But to me, I, I, I see a lot of potential in this matchup. Uh, Dallas Cowboys and Baltimore Ravens both have very, very different offensive, but very, very equally explosive offenses. Uh, the Cowboys tend to do a lot of their work in the air. And obviously they have Ezekiel Elliott, a uh, tremendous running back. Whereas the Baltimore Ravens do a lot of their work on the ground in a really entertaining, fun uh, running game, which you don't see a lot in the NFL anymore. So the Baltimore Ravens versus the Dallas Cowboys, I think could be a really, really uh, entertaining season. And it's late in the season. It's week 13. So there could be a lot of playoff implications. Obviously these two teams are in different conferences, but I could see both of these teams fighting for the number one, number two seed. Uh, obviously, the number one seed is so important this year with the play, new playoff format where uh, only the first, the number one seed gets the, the week one bye. So I think there could be big playoff implications in this matchup. But uh, without further ado, why don't we move straight on to my favorite primetime matchup of the NFL season. And the number one primetime game, in my opinion, in average Joe's opinion, is the very first game of the season, uh, you know I had to put this one at number one. It's the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, assuming that everything goes on without a hitch and there's no problems uh, with the NFL schedule because of the pandemic, um, I, I just think week one is going gonna, is gonna to hit different. I mean, it's going to be so exciting to have sports back. Again, hoping and praying that sports are back by this point. But just to have uh, football back in general... And then to have a really, really entertaining matchup like the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans, two really, really fun teams. Um, I think this game is just going to be exciting. It's going to get the blood flowing. It's, it's, it's going to be a really fun matchup. And um, it's, a, it's a rematch of the divisional round matchup last year where I believe the Chiefs had a... What, what was their lead again? I, they were up. I have it marked down here. In my, they had, a I believe, a 21 to nothing lead on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the divisional round. The Kansas City Chiefs came back. Uh, so you know the Texans are going to be motivated to go in there and steal one uh, from the Super Bowl champs in the opening day game. But uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Houston Texans after that. I mean, the first few games for the Houston Texans are brutal. I, I have the schedule here uh, for the Houston Texans. So the first seven games of the Houston Texans season are against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Minnesota Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Tennessee Titans, and the Green Bay Packers. That is just an absolutely brutal schedule to start the season. So if the Houston Texans, I think there's a lot of pressure here week one uh, to, to get off to a hot start because if they don't, it could be really, really brutal for the Houston Texans. So yeah, that's my list, my top five uh, primetime matchups. Uh, for the 2020 NFL season. I really hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review, leave us a rating, so we can get the podcast out to more people, get it uh, circulating around, uh, hopefully get more people interested in the podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow the show uh, on Twitter and Instagram at underscore uh, Average Joe Show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next one.